0: Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. My own beliefs are in my song. A butcher, a baker, a drummer, and then, it makes no difference what group I'm in. I am everyday people. We have to live together. I am no better, and neither are you. We are all the same, whatever we do. You love me, you hate me, you know me and then, you can't figure out the bad guy, man. I am everyday people. We have to live together. Sly Stone's um, anthem and, and passion cry in 1968 for racial, gender, and class equity was one of those songs that kind of lends itself to a, a psycho soul kind of do unto others. And it couldn't have come at a more challenging time culturally in 68. In 68, I was only one years old in Louisville, and that alone is very challenging. But in 68, civil rights began to crumble. Dr. King saw those around him who marched with him during the march in Washington in 63 and held hands and who sang, you know, uh, all those great songs, they, he saw some of them abandoned him by this point in 68. He saw some of those people grow frustrated with his, uh, his insistence on advocating for poverty and a living wage. And the poor folks campaign. <laughs> Silly him, I guess. And also, you know, there was a poll taken during that time that two out of three Americans in '68 found Dr. King unfavorable and didn't approve of his work. The great Dr. King. I thought that interesting. So in April, he was assassinated. Riots spread throughout the the other nation it was really bad in Louisville, too, from what I, I hear from my uh, uncles and stuff talk. And then in June of that year, Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. In November of that year, Nixon was elected. And then this song comes out in November as well. This song. Providentially, you fast forward 53 years, That little boy in Louisville is now standing before you. Mid-50s, in full-blown midlife crisis. (laughs) And you know that if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, But it's funny, again, providentially, that song has found me. It, It has found me here in this space, in this time, in this place right now. And it acts as a sustaining force in my life. I mean, with this continual thrust of racial equity, gender equity, class equity, empathy, those are still there. But this song also has helped me remind myself of how much joy I find in being a believer. How's that, Sly Stone, how's that? Well, you know, the Lord can use anything. And I just have found that this song has really spoke to me and help communicate to me a simple truth, a truth that the joy I find in being a believer is simple. And when I say joy, I don't mean like rah-rah joy, you know. I don't mean like rah-rah, you know. I don't mean the kind of rah-rah that says, oh. Don't worry about anything. Just uh, you know, do this, the, these, uh, these three steps, and you pray really hard, try really hard, and it'll all be good. And and don't there's no racism, there's no, no 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 disease. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Just rah rah rah. I don't mean that kind of rah rah rah. I think that's kind of silly, actually. I said silly. Yes, I did. I believe that this kind of joy that the song helps me um, find is a joy that that is made manifest in the middle in the dead center of pain and trauma and harm. And it shines a lens on those things at the same time. You feel me on that a little bit? And I think this sort of, um, this sort of joy, it, it causes me to reflect. And I just want to, just want to remind everybody, that this story that we're in, this narrative that we've, we've lived out as believers, this this model, this sort of life-giving force, this news, it's actually good news. It's actually great news. The idea of this thing, and, and again, you know, I am, I am not going to uh, analyze it. I'm not going to evaluate it. I'm just, it's even hard to vocalize. But this thing that's inside that has drawn us, drawn us here, that calls to us, this Holy Spirit thing that's, that's deep down, that keeps, you always this whisper, that whatever's happening, you hear that whisper through chaos. This thing, it shouts, I am known by the Lord. Now, that sounds pretty simple. Oh, yeah, a, But to be known in your innards and in deep down in your soul, the, all, that, all that stuff that you hide from your loved ones. You know, I believe there's a place in, in you and me that even our loved ones are just unaware of. They're not aware of that. There's a place, there's a secret place that, you, that we kind of sometimes we're ashamed of that we hide from people. But you know what? The Lord has looked at that and said, yes! I love you. No strings attached. Now, that's not scientific. It doesn't require a lot of analysis. I mean, you could offer that. But that thing, I want to always call you back to that thing, that, that, that deep thing. I love the, the scripture that Christine read, um, the Habakkuk. I guess one of my favorite scriptures in all the. All the Bible. I mean, uh, and I would encourage you when you you have the time to read it thoroughly to get the contextual weight and and the power of that and and go through uh, that whole analytical process because I think it's it's really worth the time. I'm not going to do that here. (laughs) I just want us to hear it. And we heard it. And I just want us to sort of, how does it make us feel? Habakkuk, I mean, a summary, you know, complaining to God, you know, complaining that God is being inactive during a time of. Rampant corruption, death, violence, harm. He's Lord, what's, what's going on? What's going on? Sound familiar, by the way? Um, and then the Lord, I mean, again, I'm being interpretive, just says, hey, this is what I'm doing, and this is who I am. The prophet says, but, but what, 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 what's going on? And the Lord says, hey, again, this is what I'm doing, and this is who I am. And then the prophet says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, though the, the, the sheep has, a, there's no sheep in the pen, there's no olive on the fig tree, I will rejoice of the Lord, in the Lord my Savior. Why would anybody say something like that, it's, especially when you're going through a time of great travail? Why? Death, violence, what will make, what? you know, I, I know when you look at those tags to me, I said, oh yeah, well, of course he's a prophet. Why that? And I think it's because he remembered, the prophet remembered. You know, this is tough, but I'm still known by God. Somehow that being known by God and your inner in that place, that thing that to me, it compelled the prophet to say, even though this stuff around me has fallen apart. I still got to rejoice. And I just want, us, I want us to remind myself and to remind us that, you know, we can still rejoice in the middle of this tumultuous, tumultuous time because this is a, this is a tough time here. We're really living in a tumultuous time. There's a racial strife. Uh, history is being rewritten to favor the oppressive forces in our, in our nation. Oh my God, the sickness and disease. I mean, we've lose. I've lost loved ones to, to COVID. I mean, I, you know, I I guess shared brother, brother Reggie uh, was a you know uh, my my cohort in the ministry of hope, community of hope. Uh, worked with with me a lot for many many years. You know, he uh, he passed away uh, during the first month of COVID. And and you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a clothes person. I don't I don't you know I don't spend money on clothes. I you know I wear them if they fall off my body. So Reggie said, "Hey man, you need some sneakers." Man I said, "What sneakers?" And I, said, you don't give, I, I I got a job. I can get sneakers." He gave me these sneakers. They're beat up. They're white. They're, 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 they're kind of trashy, and I always wear them when I'm up here uh, for Reggie. But it, it's a, this. This, uh, this is a really a uh, really a challenging time, and I think I really love what Brother Joshua uh, read. Um, that's also one of my favorite texts in all of Scripture. It's uh, you know I mean, it says it says so much. And again, I would encourage you to read read the entire text to get the contextual weight behind it and sort of uh, get a fuller understanding of the flow of that text in the Bible. But what I love about that text, it gives me a little snapshot of Jesus, a little snapshot. I love these snapshots. Whenever I get a snapshot, I'm like, and for me, you know. I'm at my at 53 years, 54 years old, I look at the life of Jesus as a model. So I pay close attention to what comes out and what I read, and that text it communicates a desire. And of course, we have the you know you know the leprosy, the you know the disease of leprosy, and, and the whole social weight behind that. But what it communicates to me is this desire. Jesus says, I am willing. Now, of course, we know that the healing, he was clean, and, I, and that's important to the story because that's, you know. But the I am willing part is so profound to me. It sets me on a trajectory of like, okay, well, what is this faith? What's that? To be known by God to a God who is willing to touch, to leap social bounds, to, to do all these things, to what? To be known by you and to know you. I find that joyful. Again, it's not rah-rah, it's not a, you know, it's not a slogan, it's like just just it's just a, that place and that thing. And I just think it's important for us to remember that as we get caught in the malaise of just bad news after the bad news after the bad news of the bad news of the bad, bad news that to be known by God is powerful, and again, I really love those those snapshots of Jesus I mean there are many snapshots of Jesus there's Jesus uh, the woman and adultery, you know you know that you can know, read the story I've encourage you to do that uh, in john and John seven in that narrative jesus says. To her, what? He says, where are those who condemn you? They're, they're nowhere. And what did he say? What did he say? Neither do I condemn you. Go and live a life that's not part of this, this lifestyle that you've lived. Neither do I condemn you. I love Jesus on the cross. You know, Father, forgive them for they not know what they do. Oh, he's on the cross with the brother. He said, hey, hey, man, you know, this, we're getting what I'm getting what I deserve, but this guy here, he didn't do anything. Jesus so said, look at him. He said, huh, he could have said, you're right. He says, no, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus telling, hey, you got a problem with your brother and sister? Leave your stuff at the altar. Go reconcile. Then come back, and you can give your gift. Priorities. All those snapshots of Jesus they, they bring me joy in my innermost place. And I just want you to reflect on that, 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 that place, that thing, that Holy Spirit thing that happens that is hard to define, it's hard to quantify. We can study it out. We, we can analyze it. We can, we can see the flow. Sometimes you just got to say, hail, hail, line of Judah. That's all you got to say because you can't, you can't put things into words. And sometimes you just have to say, wow, I am known by the Lord. And because I am known by the Lord in my deepest, deepest parts, it's going to be okay. Because we know the end of the story. Amen? And the end of the story is what? What's the, what's the end of the story? Right? Right? I'm sorry. You gotta speak a little louder. It's okay. it's okay. No one's gonna give you a failing grade. What's the end of the story? Salvation, Salvation? beauty—is it for, for, for there, or here, or is there a synergy between the two? Right? I mean, is there a? I think it's important. And again, this is something you don't all—you know—you all, you know, you all know. so I don't want you know—I don't want to. You know, um, but it's important to reflect on that, to always, whenever you hear another COVID death, whenever you hear another shooting, whenever you hear another, oh, my God, what, church attendance, what, the bathroom, whatever you, reflect on being known by the Lord. And one reason, another reason why I find joy, I told you, this is going to be a really, 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 uh, really short reflection. I love the Lord. I find joy in the Lord. I'm an everyday person in the kingdom. I love the Lord because the Lord has has, has allowed me to, to use the brain the Lord has given me for reason and to say, okay, if this is true, then therefore this is true. You know, and I, I the Lord has gifted me with a brain to use and I love it. So when I see those snapshots, when I see Jesus on the cross. Tell the woman, neither do I condemn you. Telling this brother on the cross, you will be with me in paradise. And the Lord says that my house will be called a house of prayer for all people. I am thrilled. I am joyful that because of that, then our houses, houses are open for all people. So who am I to say who cannot come and worship in the house of the Lord? I think I mean, just, I mean a lot of the, 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 um, the discussions and conversations about who can come in, whether it's, uh, someone is homeless or someone is trans or someone is LGBTQ, I think those decisions are all made in the snapshots. You see that snapshot, you see Jesus on the cross, and you tell me who's out of the kingdom. Amen? I think I'll say that again. You see those snapshots, Jesus on the cross, telling the woman, neither do I condemn you, be clean. I am willing. And you tell me who can't come in, and who cannot sit and who cannot be, be a witness to Jesus. Who cannot accept this, this gift of being known? I think we got to think about that and get get that priority correct. And I just, you know, I, again, it's a different kind of joy. Again, it's not rah rah. You know, but, uh, I think I went over, was over rah rah when I was a little boy in Kentucky. And I, I think this idea of being known in the inner sanctum of your soul by a Lord, even if you sometimes say, Oh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble really believing the Lord. I don't really know because all, all this other stuff. This other, well, the, I think the Lord believes in us enough <laughs> to say, Hey, you know, the Lord wooed me. Let the Lord woo you like a lover. Like a, you know, and I think that grace brings me joy. And I, I love the the line in um, in Sly Stone. It says, um, you know, and so on and so on. That the, there is a black one who doesn't like the white one for living with the this, and, and he says, ah, oh, we got to live together, and so on and so on. And Scooby Dooby Do, you remember that remember that song? And so on. We are all everyday people in the kingdom. We are all known by the Lord. It doesn't require a lot of analysis. Just remember that. Remember that fact when it's hard. You are known. No one else knows you like that. And the Lord has already said, yes! Amen. Amen.